There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Tevin Pittman, co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Rampernard, and Cassie Schrader. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen, with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. That works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda encountered a hailstorm. A justice flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available. But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. Timmy Lammers joins us, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh, I like the sound of the studio, Andy. Does sound nice. Our, it's a good new, sound studio. our newest studio. <laughs> it's probably yes. because of that nice asbestos tile up on the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, probably the asbestos tile will take care of it. Take a deep breath. Yeah. Let's not no, disturb it's, that, shall she we? She featured no. on a mesothelioma commercial. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Just don't touch it and you'll be fine. 
If you ate this. Yeah, okay. Whatever. Timmy, how are you? Timmy can't hear me. Can you hear? Do we not have some? Timmy! Yeah. Okay, well, I'll read this while you guys are schmoozing with Timmy. I don't know if it's the phone or the board or what. Getting them teed up. I don't know, because he's connected. (laughs) Life is grand. Right. So far, so good. Yeah, why why didn't I stay so in uh, Falstaff or wherever the hell I was? Falstaff. Where was it? Flagstaff. Flagstaff. There you okay. go. Falstaff, oh Flagstaff, yeah, whatever. Yeah, we're fresh off the mean streets of Cornhole, USA. <laughs> Cornhole, USA, <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen. It's a damn nice uh, area. We're talking about that quite a bit. Yes. Arizona so, is really great if you like if you like rocks. Everybody spread. knows we were visiting your mom. How does everybody know we were visiting your mom? I don't know. I, I guess that skywriting thing really works. The skywriting, yeah, mm-hmm. putting that up there. Betty is not feeling well. Oh my god, that was such a trip. Oh my god, that was good. That was a, that was a good trip. I it's thought. very <clears throat> interesting to see this whole process. Yeah, it's not for me. I'll tell you that much. I'm oh, not, it's not for you, but I'm you suggest that I go in two years. An untimely, that's great. An untimely death is going to be definitely <laughs> preferable. That'll be the that'll be the upside of everything. Well, here's my dad sitting there. I mean, my dad's not. He'll he just he's going to turn ninety three. Mm-hmm. He's got he's got all he has is a cane. Almost everybody in this new facility has a walker. Yeah, there's like a sea of walkers. Oh, yeah, there's walkers everywhere. He, he's sitting there and he's like he looks at me and he goes. Jesus, these are my contemporaries. <laughs> my contemporaries. <laughs> That's the state of mind that I want to be in when I'm in an old folks home where it's like I'm old enough to know like, okay, yeah, I have to be here, but then I'm still like with it enough to be yeah, like, like joking around yeah. and having a, oh, a absolutely. good spirit. Uh, well, you want to hear, okay, my mother. She's mm-hmm. she's having a tough time. She's getting like a little weird in, in the evenings, but during the daytime she's pretty good. Okay. So we're we got her outside for a little while. And um, this oh, this resident of their village comes out, and he starts talking. And he talks about the fact that his wife passed a year ago, and he's a Christian man, and he was very happy to be Christian. Oh, it's Henry. Yes. I love Henry. Henry. <laughs> he was Henry, a great guy. And he says, my wife, she was, she a year ago, she was thrashing around in bed, and the priest was there, and she said, well, when can I go? And the priest says, let go and let God. And Henry looked at his wife and said, let go and let God. And five minutes later, she was dead. She was gone. And my mom, my mom Boy, says. Boy, he stabbed her, but he didn't say. My <laughs> mom. Know she was smothered with a pillow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Other than that, My though. mom says, five minutes? I've been trying to die for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been working on dying for two weeks now. I'm like, where? I'm in the Twilight Zone Betty. right now. At this moment in my life, I am in the Twilight Zone. <laughs> Betty oh and I God. had a few laughs on that trip. Three days, Betty and I were laughing yeah. a lot. There were a lot of times where she was just absolutely 100% normal, and then all of a sudden it was just like... Right, just the flip just is, gone. or the switch is yeah, flipped. Like and... just, yeah, yeah. It is, yeah, it's really not fun. But it's I mean, true. I, I'm really happy that we got to see her while she still has normal... Days, days or hours, hours or whatever. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's really very, good. very true. I yeah. think we got Lammers so on now. Can hear us. Lammy! Yes. Can we hear him? Lammy! I'm not sure. Yes, sir, can you hear Oh, yeah, man. baby. Hey, we're... Okay. Yeah, baby! Now we're cooking with gas. I Andy saw says, so many movies because we flew. Did you watch any movies, Tom? I watched the Viking game. 
On the plane? Yeah, it was on the. You know why it was on? Why the game was on the plane? No. Because they were playing New York. That's mm. why. Oh. <laughs> I was like, why would they have the Vikings? Oh, they're playing the New York Giants. Never mind. Oh, I didn't know you could get that game on. <clears> yeah, we watched. Uh, I watched the first like two and a half quarters. Melissa and I watched Sister Acts one and two. What the hell? Why don't you grow a pair over there? <laughs> Jesus. Nice and new. <clears throat> yeah, really current movies. I saw Late Night and um, Rocket Man. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. And Rocket Man. Elton John. Yeah, Elton, Elton John. John. Elton, yes. Yeah. It was real. I, I, Here's what the, I really you know, liked you think it. about Rocket Man, Catherine. I really liked it. It was um, a little long. Um, Too yeah. poppy. It was, well, that was... That's Elton John for you. I didn't know a lot of things. I didn't know he married <laughs> a woman. Yeah, there you oh, really? Yeah. I had no oh, idea yeah. he Back married to, a woman. Uh, 83. The timing is off on that. They make you believe it happened in the 70s huh. when it really happened after Too Low for Zero, which was, I think, 82 or 83. Oh. So, yeah, they mess with the timeline much in the way they mess with the timeline for the Queen movie. So. Uh, well, you know, Elton John was the executive producer, so I wonder why he... He went with that. Yeah, you know, I just think it, they, they kind of go for, obviously, it's a musical fantasy, so I think they just go with what works best as a story oh. and keep it close to the truth as possible. But, okay. yeah, there, there was a lot of finagling going on in the movie. I mean, yeah. you could really tell right away. Yeah, yeah and I didn't know that. Um, I always thought that Bernie and Elton were a couple. In the, I didn't. Know oh, really? Bernie, I didn't know Bernie was straight. I just always assumed that they were a couple. No, I don't know. no. <laughs> I didn't know. No, I, and I, I love the fact that I mean, obviously, I, I knew that obviously going in, but I, I, I just think he is such of a brilliant lyricist. I'm glad that he was such a big part of the story. It would have been a terrible uh, deal if they would have kind of pushed his contribution to the side. Although the one thing that I didn't like about it was. The, the band, the, Elton's band, who he's had forever, they didn't even mention him by name. Yeah, I know. That so was some weird. people kind of got that is kind of got stiff. But <clears throat> yeah, that's not very. What are you nice. gonna do? That isn't very nice. All right, well, Tim, you're gonna have to reveal uh, your future life here because it's time. I've been talking to you about this for months now, but Ilan Omar is finally filing for divorce so she can hook up with you. Dead silence. <laughs> He's excited. Can he What's not- that? Uh, yeah, I could. I, I, you just went away for a second there. What are you, are you trying to? T- she's a, she's supposedly in love with another Tim, right? It just, I'm not the no, Tim. No, man. no, no. That's Don't not. Me. It says Tim <laughs> Lammers. <laughs> says Tim Lammers right here in the in the newspaper. You two so kids. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she is getting divorced, apparently. I don't know if she's going to hook up with that guy she wasn't hooked up with and she's been lying about for months, but who knows? Whatever works. Tim, I have to ask uh, you a question yeah. that I brought up on the KQ Morning Show, all right? Yes. Now, you're you're a lot younger. I was only, I think, eight years old or something like that or whenever it was when the show Julia came on, starring Diane Carroll. Oh, the nurse. She was the nurse. Oh, yeah, yeah. She yeah. died yesterday. Oh, did she? She did, yeah. She was 84. Mm-hmm. I don't think she was 84 years old, but here's what I, I brought up on the show. Because <clears throat> I brought up the fact that I remember as a little boy thinking how beautiful she was. Mm-hmm. She and was. she was a very, very pretty woman. Very pretty. But mm-hmm. here's what I, what I also threw out there for everybody. This would have been in the 1960s. Why didn't I say, she's really pretty for a black woman? 
It never even entered the picture. Maybe you did back then. You just don't remember. You know, the colored <laughs> woman. That's right. You have some research. The colored woman looks plenty good. No, it never came up. I didn't, you know, like I, I didn't say to my friends, did you see that one black woman that's on TV? She, it just, she was a pretty woman. So when did all this other stuff start? Or was that outside my neighborhood, you think, Tevin? It was probably outside of your neighborhood. Because I feel like that's, they do the same yeah. thing, whether it's like sports, like oh, a black quarterback or like a black They did back then, yeah. Like yeah, that, it's so. like let's, you have yeah. to point out. A yeah, black yeah, mark everything. on your soul. Yeah. You know, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. <laughs> <Well, whatever. laughs> Anytime you spend too much time in the home. Getting a little weird. You know, I was talking to Tevin. He's that nice young African American kid, and I. Yeah, I mean, when I talk about you to my friends, and I go, you know, African American Tevin. I suppose to all the white Tevins. You know. All the white. All you have to do is say Tevin, and everyone all knows the white exactly. Just... That's a good point, it actually. <laughs> all the white Tevins out there. Um, but it, it's interesting that that I would have been. You know, uh, maybe I was in my teens though. And yeah, when what was year? the show on? I don't 60, remember. So oh, sixty-eight. So I was sixteen years old or fifteen. So, but I just remember how pretty she was. Mm-hmm. But it was never a situation about, well, she's really pretty. That black woman. It just didn't come up. But do you think why that's because of the neighborhood? Up now? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, because that's all you ever hear about. I'll give you. I'll give you an example of why it is coming up now. Anybody? <laughs> so I boarded the airplane yesterday in Denver to come home. Yeah. And I wanted a book because I didn't know the Viking game was going to be on, no. on the screen. How would right? you know that? Right. So I grabbed a, a book of short stories. And this is exactly how it came up in, in sequence on, on the show this morning. So I grabbed this short stories. And I bought it because I like short stories anyway. Mm-hmm. And I ended up not reading it because I watched the Viking game, but I got it at home. But here's, what I, here's why I bring this up. Because it didn't matter back then, at least to me or anybody I knew. But, um, God, what? Now I lost my train of thought. I was just thinking about uh, this. The home's wearing Jeez. off on you. It is. You know what else happened? I was uh, taking the beer cans out to the garbage, and they told me that I should. Um, what the hell was it again? No, I f- oh, my God. I got homeitis. You're right. Why did you bring me there? Yes. It I don't bled know. over to me. This is going to be your future. Yeah. Oh, oh, I know what it was. So, so this book <laughs> short is short stories. <laughs> Two more years. That's all you got. Um, this book is short stories. And a guy compiled it. The, it's called The Best Short Stories of 2019. And I just opened up the introduction, and it says, the very first line of the introduction says, I'm very proud of the fact of the diversity in these stories. And I went... First story is going to be written by a woman from Africa. And I opened it up. Yep, yep. there it was. <laughs> a woman from Africa wrote the first. Why do they have to do that? Explain that to me. Right. If it's the best story, I don't care who wrote it, who what cares? color they are. Like just, it's better be the best stories of 2019 or I'm <laughs> returning this book and I want exactly. my money back. I like it when I read a book uh, I don't and, get it. and then I find out that the author, like, like if, it's a, if it's written in a female voice mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know really liking the book and I find out it's a guy I'm like what how is this possible it sounded like it was a feminine voice yeah, you know yeah. it just, it, that's, a, that's interesting it's to writing. me yeah, it's Ooh, good we're going to have to get her a pad we're going to have to get you a pad that's oh, okay. really loud can you hear the oh, clickety yeah. clicks but mm. that's fine we'll get a pad um, oh, Andy did we start a quarter after our new studio is kind of a we have another about two wait 24 hours we have a while 
Well, how long? Uh, probably about <laughs> two and a half minutes. Okay. We have a while. So I'll go 32. It's a while and 15-minute relative land. Um, oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. What? I don't know. What, what but I, wanna know, I just want to know why it is in 2019 that you have to bring up the race of people. You just have to do it. Well, it's just like that that, that movie Late Night. That was, you know, yeah, that was actually yeah. pretty la- funny. There was some laugh out loud moments, but it still was one of those diversity training movies. Mm-hmm. You oh, know? right, right. It's like, yeah, oh. diversity rules. Yeah. And yeah. if you just leave it out because you're not concerned about race at all, then people assume you're trying to hide the fact that you <laughs> yeah, left that. that is that why they feel like they have yeah. to have that front true. center? Like, shoot, we better oh. mention it just because somebody's going to yell at us if we don't mention it. You know, I was talking to Feminine Cassie and Black Tevin, and they said... I'm far from feminine. <laughs> I'm far from feminine. Oh, that's a nice report. I'm such a tomboy. Don't give me this feminine crap. Mm-hmm. That's not who I am at all. No, I, I just, as time goes by, it gets mentioned more and more and more. And then looking back on that, you go, well, that didn't even happen 50 years ago. No. 51 years ago, that was. So 1968, you said? I think that's what you guys said. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, 51 I years ago, it wasn't even mentioned. And now, of course, it's mentioned every time they open their mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Late night, it was the whole premise was is that she had this show that the, the ratings were falling. She was the only female host on late night talk show. And all the, guys, all the writers were guys. Mm-hmm. And that's why. And they were all afraid know her or anything it's, what's her name emma, emma, emma thompson emma thompson yeah and then all of a sudden she hires um oh mindy 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 kaling yeah mm-hmm. i like her she's really good and she doesn't have any experience at all but because she's an indian woman she's like the savior of the whole show oh, God. <laughs> with, a few, with a few bumps in the road it's like it's like that's the formula now for Comedies. It's always we, the formula. It's because white people hate themselves. Why do they hate themselves? I don't get it. I don't know. This whole idea, we got to take a break here, but this whole idea that all white people have white privilege makes me want to vomit. Do they actually think that all white people have this privilege? I do. I step in front of every line. You're damn right. <laughs> it's because I'm white. I just, why do they have <laughs> all these taxes. weird-ass <laughs> rules now and everything? I just don't get it. I don't understand. We'll take a break. Be right back with the family. It's Tom Bernard with CEO Michael Bilski from North American Banking Company. Michael, we spent some time talking about your free app and money transfer service, XCheck, which is just great, by the way. You can transfer money to your kid to travel home from college and lots of other uses. I got wind of another service you provide at North American Banking Company. What's this Super ID I've been hearing about? Great question, Tommy. Super ID uses your face proof and your finger proof to keep your identity and your money secure. It's really a foolproof way to protect your family and your business from identity fraud. It's simple, fast, and oh, the best part is that it's free to our customers. Super ID, super easy, and super secure. Visit nabanco.com or see my personal banker to get the scoop on XCheck and Super ID. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. 
There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Manic Monday. I love Manic Monday. It is a Manic Monday. Just another Manic Monday. Oh! Come on, Tevin. Sing along with this honky oh. music. I got nothing for you. <laughs> I got nothing, man. Can you see the timer now, Tom? Can yep. I can see it perfectly. Thank you. Hopefully it'll stay on. <laughs> How about this science teacher? Uh, they put him on leave. You know why they put a science teacher on leave? Because uh, Greta Thunberg... The little, what is she, 14, 15-year-old girl from uh, Sweden? Mm-hmm. Wait, oh, the one, the, the, one the hysterical been all over the one? News? Yeah. yeah. He was asked, this is a teacher, was asked, did you watch Greta Thunberg on television? And he said, no, I didn't have my sniper rifle. Yeah. Oh, that was <laughs> uncalled for. That's what to say. <laughs> Sir, it's, like 14? it's a little yeah. kid. That's... Let's dial her back there, shall we? Why don't you come? I don't have my sniper rifle. That's exactly what he said. He's a science teacher. Uh, what town is he in here? Waterloo, Iowa. Iowa's nice. Waterloo West High School. <laughs> I'd watch it, but I don't have my sniper rifle. It's about a little kid. What are you doing? So, Timmy. Yes, sir. So, uh, so people were on the on the on the uh, morning show were raving about the Joker. They all loved it. Well. Except for Bob. Bob and, then, and Michael of course, Bryant. Mike Bryant yeah. didn't like it either. Right, right. So, but you loved it, if I remember correctly. Well, I, I didn't. I gave it a 7.5, and, and mainly just because of Joaquin Phoenix's performance. I, I, I did, It's not one of those movies where you can come out raving about how you love it because it is so dark and so disturbing. And, you, you know, you can admire it for what it does you know from a filmmaking standpoint or an acting standpoint you know obviously they capture the scorsese feel of the late 70s early 80s and taxi driver right of comedy and everyone's comparing this to taxi driver because it basically is yeah yeah exactly it's not a superhero movie nor is it a super villain movie although it does take place in the the, the structure with Gotham City and the Waynes, Thomas Wayne. Bruce Wayne is not old enough yet, but he does show up in a few scenes as a young boy. And anybody who knows the story of Batman knows what happens when he's a young boy. Mm-hmm. So without getting into that, this, this, it, it's like at the, it, it, the story is the origins of the Joker, but it ends with the origins of Batman. Yeah. Although I don't think there's going to be a sequel. I don't, I don't know. At least that's what Todd Phillips, the guy that wrote and directed it, mm-hmm. said, no, no, we're not going to connect it. We're not going to have this sort of thing go on. This is just a single standalone movie about 
how the Joker came to be. Well, so, wait, the Joker isn't the one who kills his parents in this, is he? Well, I mean, you know, spoiler alert, one, two, three. Um, the character, <laughs> it, it goes back and forth. Now, Jack Jack Nicholson in The Young Jack, they played, played by different actors, killed Thomas Wayne in huh. Tim Burton's Batman. Okay, and there's there was one other, I guess it was Suicide Squad, they showed the murder of Thomas and Martha Wayne, but I can't recall if it was a Joker or another character. Well, generally, film, it's, a, it was it's just somebody some, else. Yeah, it's just some nobody named Joe Chill. Joe yeah, Chill? Yeah, so yeah. obviously Joe the, the whole thing with this movie is they don't completely throw mm. out what his, his origins were in, in the comic books. But there are things, and I won't reveal them because it's too big of a spoiler, something that I have never seen before uh, in, in uh, relation to the Joker's origins. And, uh, you know, if you, if you want to Google it, you know, you can find it. But that to me, I thought, oh, boy, the comic book fans are really going to get pissed off about this because it's a storyline that I've never seen examined before. So there are new things in it, and there are very familiar things in it, too. So, I don't know, Andy. I mean, do you know what the Joker's real name is supposed to be? Because here it's Arthur Flack. I, as far as I know, they've never given him a name. I mean, I'm sure in some universe they have. But yeah. that's one of the hardest things to explain to people who don't really know what, like, Marvel and DC's deal is. Because it's like, you know, they hear... It's the Joker's origin story, so... Oh, we're going to hear about how the Joker from The Dark Knight came to be? No. The yeah, animated exactly. series? No, not that Joker either. The Arkham games? Nope, not that Joker either. There's yeah, yeah. infinite they, they, amounts of And they of mess universes. around in the comics quite a bit with that whole oh, idea, Oh, yeah, they don't do, they? like, a total reboot where it's, like... It's a completely different universe where all the same characters are there, but their lives are slightly different. Right. It's... Well, Mike Bryant was saying, I asked him because of this big story twist, the biggest one in the movie, because he, M Mike is mostly a Marvel guy, but he obviously is, has read The Joker and, and, and those comics as well. And he says he can't recall it ever being that way either. So it sounds to me like this is a totally new thing. Yeah. And I guess that's okay. I guess you can redefine things as much as you want in the movies, and that's exactly what they did here. Well, they've done it, they've done it so many times. Every new comic serial is a totally it's a reboot. So it's like the Joker, we've probably seen his origin story 20, 30 times at this point. Yeah, exactly. It's just something well, one they thing do. I, one thing I will say, and I said this on the morning show last week and Mike and I talked about it after the screening. Um Heath far and away is the best Joker. I mean, I don't think I mean, Joaquin is is phenomenal in this. Uh, he will be nominated. He probably will win. But as far as him playing evil, I don't think there's anything better than him as Commodus in Gladiator. To me, mm. that was his best role. For me, anyway. And this, he is he, he is he's phenomenal. He he is the movie. Um, but. Again, it's not the sort of movie you can walk away saying, oh, I loved it, it was great, because it's just so damn disturbing. It's just a disturbing movie. It's kind of weird, though, because he weighs about four pounds. The Joker's well, always been very... Well, that's the whole idea. Yeah. Is he's non-threatening to look at. but it's Really? Just, the only reason he's dangerous is because he's so crazy and manipulative. Well, and, and they, they do explain... Um, I don't know. I guess they don't really explain the... the 
why he's so skinny and frail here, but that allows Joaquin to look much different. I mean, the way he, he's like a contortionist in a way. Some of the things he does and the way he walks around, he has this gait, you know, as he walks around. And uh, he's the ultimate target for bullies. And oh, yeah, okay. You know, All right. You know, and, and, and so that frailty that he has, whatever, just makes him even more vulnerable, apart from the fact that he's, you know, mentally deranged. And he has this disorder, or so they say, because there's a suggestion that it's fake. But he has this maniacal laugh just that comes out of nowhere. And uh, I have to tell you, man, I, I, Heath, I, I forget somewhere I heard all the different laughs of all the Jokers over the years, from Cesar Romero to Jack to Heath. I mean, this laugh is really grating. It's just grating on oh, is it? after a while. <laughs> is that right? Oh, hey. God, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, but the, the things that I didn't like about the movie mainly stemmed from the fact that I just think it just took way the hell too long to get going. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, I, you know, some people just, Bob didn't, I know Bob, I, I heard him this morning talking about it. Now, Lastman called me afterwards, and Lastman thought it was fantastic. Yeah, he loved it. You know, so. He did. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and then again, Mike didn't. Candace thought it was the best. Mm-hmm. You know, Philly loved it. Philly really loved it. So, you know, it's just so weird how this movie, it's so across the board. I could see that. Uh, You know, I don't think anybody will ever top the one line, why so serious? That is a (laughs) great line. It's funny, we talked about that briefly last week on KQ. You know, to me, Heath Heath Ledger defined the role of the Joker in that movie. Here, you know, I don't think, I don't think that... uh, Joaquin is trying to do that. He's just playing the character for who he is. He's not trying to become a supervillain or anything like that. This movie is not a comic book movie, which is really weird. Again, it's it's part King of Comedy. It's part Taxi Driver. It's just it's a character drama because there, there's really no action in the movie. Oh, really? There's no explosion. There, yeah, there's none of this. No explosions. It's, you know, all the stuff that drives me nuts that you always see in the third act of a superhero movie where it gets going so crazy that you can't even tell what's going on on screen because the the, the action's so fast and manic and everything. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have any of that here. Here it's just, there's some action, you know, foot chases, stuff like that. That's about as close as you get to the action. And, of course, there's there's a lot of violence, too, which is disturbing. I mean, even though you know a lot of it's coming, once it happens, it's like, wow, this is shocking, shocking stuff. Um, did you hear that dinging, Tim? <laughs> A little bit. That's a, Just a tiny bit. That only happens when Catherine takes a shot of whiskey. So, <laughs> ding, know, ding, 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 It just keeps dinging. Every time it dings, I get to do a shot. We get to booze it up like there's no tomorrow. So you uh, think you're going to see this movie, Tom? Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Do you think I should see this movie? Well, you know, and, and I heard Candace talking about it, too. I mean, talking about all the Scorsese influence. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that if you were fascinated by his performance, and that, again, that is one of the best performances of, yes. of modern times. I mean, it was, it was just, again, but the thing is, I didn't expect it from him. I mean, when they cast him as a Joker, you know, in social media then, we're talking about 2008, they went crazy then. I can't imagine now. But I knew that Joaquin 
was capable. And I thought if they're going to do this with anybody, Joaquin's the guy. So, I mean, we all know going in that he is great. And basically that performance performance confirms that. But if it's about, if it, your reluctance stems from everything you don't like about superhero movies, mm-hmm. then don't let it be that way because it's not it's not a superhero movie oh good it has yeah, it has superhero it, it has characters from the comics but again it's a it's a character drama like bob says it's about mental illness and uh so hey look man if anything they're going to be pushing this thing for awards you're going to get the screener eventually so yeah that's true that is true and i could walk in and as soon as he comes on screen i could go hey dad <laughs> what do you think <laughs> what uh, Did you see it, Cassie? Did no, you see the movie? No, I didn't. Because when they had the screener, I my son had a playoff football game, and that was obviously more important than going to see the Joker. I might just wait for it to come on Redbox because it's something I don't need to see on the big screen. So, um, and I might I might have to take breaks from that movie too because if it's pretty dark and depressing, yeah, I. Yeah. I don't know if I could sit through two hours of that. <laughs> I did watch well, John Wick 3, though. Oh, my that God. That was freaking fantastic. Yeah. I know. So over oh, the top. God. I can't wait for John Wick 4 now. I'm telling you what, though. Have you seen Last Blood? No, I have not. Because I'm telling you, John Wick 3 would say, my God, that movie's violent. <laughs> <laughs> it's more violent than John Wick 3. It is? Yes. Oh, it's really violent. Well, I know Rambo yeah, kind of set the standard. Yeah, for, yeah, that's true. For violent, but you movies. know what? I thought that movie was dark and depressing too, because something happens where you think some good is going to come of something, and mm-hmm. it doesn't. It goes the oh, wrong yeah. way. Yep. And it's like, okay, at this point, the movie's sort of pointless for me, because Rambo is such of a damaged character. You know, there's really. His shot at redemption or whatever, or saving somebody, comes up short, and mm-hmm. I'm not trying to give up too much here. So to me, it was like, okay, this is a hopeless movie now. Mm-hmm. To me, that's how I felt about it. I want you to do me a favor and tell Sylvester Stallone to call me, and when he when I answer the phone, I'm going to go, hey, Sylvester, how you doing? And he's going to go, how'd you know it was me? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to do know, that to him one I, time. <laughs> just I one. actually, I interviewed him about 20 years ago. Oh, did you really? Sylvester. And he was a great guy. And, and you know, you don't know if these people are either pulling your leg or whatever, but right. they said, oh, well, Sylvester, you're out of time. He says, well, hey, I, I want to keep talking. Can I call you back? <laughs> and oh, I there said, you go. I, said, I laughed because I thought, oh, this is your movie star BS crap. And he says, no, really, really, when I get back into town, I, I want to get your number. I'll call you back. And I said, well, you know, I'll leave it with the publicist. I never heard from him, but I thought, you know, whether so he was, was Hollywood crap. He was full of crap, but you know, you, sometimes you got to go with it and say, hey, like Sylvester, he really likes me. He <laughs> likes me. Like for me, though, it's so hard for me to take Sylvester Stallone and put him in a movie like Rambo because I love him as Rocky. I see him as Rocky yeah. and I love that character. Yep, so yeah. for him to like go into this massive, violent movie, it's, uh, I don't know. Well, one, again, I, I didn't like the movie. I gave it the hammer. Mm-hmm. It felt good getting the hammer out again. Sure, but, um, sure. <laughs> um, you know, at least Rambo, uh, Rocky, to me, continued the story in a sensible sort of way. And 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 really, there was there was no real good reason to bring this back. I mean, I can see how he wanted to say goodbye to the character, but he didn't he didn't pull a, a Rocky in a Creed sort of way. 
um, he, you know, it was just more of the same what we've seen before with Rambo. So uh, that that's kind of how I felt about that. But yeah, Rocky, he's much better. And you know what I really like him in is the Expendable movies. I think those are great movies. They're a lot of fun. They're I haven't seen one of those yet. Oh God, yeah, the third one. I mean, because he gets all these guys in. Like, I think I'm trying to think of. Oh, he had Harrison Ford. I was trying to think mm-hmm. if he had Eastwood in one, but he gets all these former action stars in it so that's that was really fun to see and i think my favorite out of the three was the third one because it's it's one of these things where you know they're not taking themselves too seriously and even arnold yells get to the chopper you know and he does it in such a way where you know yeah he's making fun of himself so that's i i like that that was fun so but yeah rambo to me was just like oh god this is there's just no way he can re- really truly redeem himself. I mean, yes, he no. can take out a bunch of bad guys. That's great. They get what's coming to him. There's that's cool. But uh, as far as his the the reason, uh, his mission, I guess he he came up short, and that was depressing to me. We shall be right back. More with Tim Lammers right after this in the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. You want it eight? I got you eight. No, that was a different movie. That was Fist. Remember the movie Fist? Fist. Where he played a. Uh, I do. I Sylvester do. played a, uh, a uh, mob, not a mob guy, but a uh, union guy. Uh-huh. You want it eight? I got you eight. That's what he said. <laughs> it's all true, ladies and gentlemen. All true. I do remember being in Vegas several years ago, and I think it was Brittany. And the reason I think it was Brittany because she was a tall woman. I can't remember if it was Brittany or not. But she comes back and goes, I ran into Sylvester Stallone at the r- restaurant. It was cool. He was sitting right next to us, and I talked to him, and it was the greatest. And he's about 5'2". <laughs> <laughs> so he's like my height? <laughs> the honest to God, she said she was about a foot taller than him. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> 
hey, you know, whatever works. It's work amazing, though, end. how they, on the big screen, they can make these small guys mm-hmm. look huge. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Well, look, one time, I, I, you know, people think movie sets are so cool. They're boring as all hell. You stand around forever for shots to get done and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. And they 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 took advantage of us dopey reporters when the Mighty Ducks movies were in town. The third one, um, and we all stood there like reporters at a press conference. And then Emilio Estevez comes out, and he, what, he, he was standing behind us. They had a bunch of crates set up for him, so he looked taller. Oh, uh, so crates. <laughs> <laughs> he was standing on crates. Oh, my God. Taller. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. Uh-huh. <laughs> Although I feel like that every day. I used to be six one and three quarters, and I'm now barely six feet tall. I lost almost two inches of height. Jeez. Well, I feel Thank for Emilio because I need <laughs> crates to just, like, reach stuff in cabinets. I have to, like, get steps. You have to get stools. on a crate, get a step stool cooking. Yes. Yes, short people yeah, problems. That'll happen. No problem. <laughs> Don't worry about a thing. All right, so I got to go see Joker. I do want to see Judy definitely. Yeah, you know what? That they, I don't understand the release pattern on that. It came out here in one theater, and then it opened wider last week. It's still not at a lot of places, um, but you know why? Why open that against the Joker when you're going wider? I, I, they must totally had faith in counter programming or something. Well, but that's so the yeah, other... I want to see it too. But yeah, it, it screened at, at ten in the morning, whenever the hell it screened, which is impossible for me to get to. And then uh, it opened at Uptown. So yeah, it, you you should be able to find it around here if you want to see it. A listener says the reason that uh, they opened the Joker and Judy the same week is because their makeup matched. <laughs> Toward the end of her life, remember her makeup at the end of her life. Yeah, ooh, a lot yeah. of makeup, a lot of so, makeup there, sister. Maybe they're in bed Talk with about like, a sad story, the pharmaceutical oh. companies because it's all depressing. It is, movies. yeah, depressing as hell. Exactly, <laughs> Prozac. Yeah, uh, I definitely want to see that movie though. Judy Garland, what a what a sad story. How old was she again? She was like forty one or something when she died. I'll look it up. She's not very old. I know that. Uh, I, th- I thought 49 or something. Well, maybe me, it is 49. You guys could probably find it just as fast as me. It's yeah, still too young. She wasn't that old. Yeah, it says that uh, she died. She was born in 1922, and she died June 10th of 1922. Oh, so she has the same birthday as my son. And then she died June 22nd of 1969. 47. So she, 47 yeah. years old. So she died old. like a week little over a week and a half after her she just turned 47 oh their birthday stressed her out uh, i said chocolate cake that's she, when she died she died in london yes they were yeah, living in london she, yeah, i knew that she and london. her husband but what a talent you know i still think when you're that young and you break that big at the time i think it was the biggest movie of all time either that or gone with the wind i can't remember it's 1939 but um can you imagine your whole life the stress that's put on you because of that? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you gotta you know, not it. only not only that, Tom. I mean, yeah, the success of the movie puts you in the spotlight. But from what I understand, you know, she was. They, they sent her to. They said she was overweight and all this sort of stuff right, to begin right. with. I think even before all of that. So all the mental abuse you go through in this system yep. already yep. back then in Hollywood. 
And then you're right. On top of that, the the pressure that comes with after this movie breaks and becomes a classic yeah. instantly. You know, so God, that movie is it's to this day. Easy. I've seen that movie six hundred times, and I could watch it again right now. Oh. What a great movie! Mm-hmm. What a great, great movie. But yeah, so we'll. Uh, I, I want to see Judy. I want to see Joker. What else we got out there? The rest of them didn't look all that interesting, to tell you the truth. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's taking a, a, a kind of a, a dive. I don't know if you want to call it that, but it's going to be a low for a couple of weeks. You have, um, or at least one week, um, you have Gemini Man with Will Smith, where they do the digital oh, right, trickery, yeah. where you got yep. him now and then younger in the same movie. But then you have Maleficent. Uh, Mistress of Evil coming up with oh. Angelina. The first one was great. That's what I heard. So I'm really looking forward to that on the 17th. And not only that, you have um, Zombieland sequel coming up. First Zombieland was really good. As much it as was. I was so over zombies, the Zombieland is funny. So I do the not watch up. I don't watch zombie movies, but I did like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, because Woody is, makes them. I mean, there's yep. a lot of great acting in it, but yep. I love Woody Harrelson so much. Hell of an actor. That he, he just makes the movie, yep. you know? I agree. I understand that completely. So uh, as far as TV is concerned, uh, I got a bunch of them saved up. I watched the first episode of Stumptown. I watched, I don't know, I've been watching quite, I got a lot of stuff racked up because we were out of town for almost a week. Well, did you happen to see the premiere of The Holzer Files? I haven't recorded. I haven't seen it yet, okay. but I haven't recorded. Yes, last week, yep. Dave's show just premiered on Travel Channel, This and then it'll be on again this Thursday. It'll be 9 p.m. Central Time on Travel. We had, I think, a power outage. Andy pointed it out to me that we had a power outage when we were out of town. Because mm-hmm. none of my Friday night shows recorded, so the one that he did the... the oh, the Salem Friday, Live? Salem Live. I didn't get mm-hmm. to see that because it didn't record. Yeah, we had a lot of rain. Oh, is that what it was? Lots of rain. Yeah, we we had a power outage at our house. Yeah. Yeah. We got back and, like, nothing, I mean, all the important stuff like, you know, heat and cooling and all that stuff was working, but the TVs didn't work or any of that stuff. Yeah, the Haunted Salem Live went went really well, Um, and the premiere of Holzer Files, we've gotten lots and tons of positive feedback that everybody loved the show. Good. Excellent. Hopefully, you know, it'll be airing every Thursday night for 10 episodes, and hopefully we'll get a season two, and it'll be even more episodes than that. Did so. you do this when it came on? Did you go, you didn't tell me Brad Pitt was in it. <laughs> oh, that's you. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> Did you do that? It is, it is a bizarre thing when you're sitting, suppose, sitting at yeah. home watching it, and yeah. I look over, and there's Dave sitting next to me with Dave on the TV. That is a bizarre thing. Yeah. But, you know, he's just Dave to me. He's not Darkness Dave or anything like that. He's just Come my, on, he's, he's still He's just darkness. the love of my life, my husband. But, yeah, it's it's great to, you know. He, um, like when you start making out, you go, oh, Darkness. <laughs> yeah. I'm your number one fan. <laughs> I'm your number one fan, Darkness. No, yeah, that'd be, that's great. It's been a long time coming for Dave. I mean, he's been yeah, delving he's been into, working the, really hard. into the paranormal yeah. for you yep. know, it's, the radio show started in 2006, and just the hard work that he's put in, it, 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 he's getting his due. He's getting what right. he needs, and, yep. and he's shining, and I'm, I'm very proud of him, and I hope it continues for him. He's a hard-working guy. It's he true. is. He's, well, yeah, it, it, show, it goes to show people you work hard, mm-hmm. you know, things will happen for you, man. I mean, 
we live in a society of handouts where oh, I deserve mm-hmm. this, whatever. No, no, look at Dave and what I'm he's done. Victim. Yeah, I mean, behind the scenes, I mean, people don't see what he does. I mean, he is constantly working, working with yep. his radio shows, finding guests, um, you know, coming up with content for the TV shows, stuff like that, and ideas. I mean, he's right. always on the ball, and he works really, really hard. So... I understand. Yeah, I'll be watching that. I'll probably watch it tonight. It's really good. And I'm excited for it. They put a sneak peek out for this uh, week's episode, which is in in New York. And, yeah, you can find it online on TravelChannel.com. Yeah, I was going to watch it last night, but the TVs wouldn't work. Since it's in New York, are they going to show it on airplanes? Yeah, (laughs) since it takes place in New York, it'll be on airplane, (laughs) just like the Viking game. Same story. They play the Vikings? Oh, I suppose, because it was the Giants. Did they play it on the airplane? They did. Oh, that's awesome. I tell you one thing, though. There was a woman who was decked out in Viking gear. Uh I mean, the whole outfit was purple and gold and Vikings across her chest and all this. And people were getting annoyed because every time, like, Cook could break a long one or Thielen cough, she's like... <laughs> oh, lady, don't do that on an airplane. No, especially on an airplane. We just want to get from point A to point B. Oh, I don't care I'd how big of a fan the, you are. The Ric Flair, woo, woo, <laughs> on the plane. Yeah, she would. She would just applaud like mad after every good play. <laughs> and like, especially oh. when it's like the, it's the Giants. Like, calm down. Like, we're supposed to beat this <laughs> You're team. You're right. Let's like, let's temper. You're down. right, but man, I got a good laugh out of that. I was like, lady, would you calm down? <laughs> we did look a lot more in sync and better than we did. Playing the Bears, so. because the Giants yeah. suck. Well, wait, yeah. Wake me up next week when we play the Eagles, a team that can yeah, actually it's do something. Be and... The New York it's Giants, so weird, baby. Though. It's so weird how we just decimated Oakland, and then yeah. the Bears play Oakland, yep. and look what happens. You know, mm-hmm. so. we almost came back, but not. Yeah, see, not, when I got off the airplane. It was the middle of the third quarter, and Chicago had not scored a point yet, I think. Yeah, it was 17-0 at one point. I'm yeah, sure. it was 17-0. That's the last score, score that I saw until this morning. So is, Ste- uh, is it Stefan Diggs? Is he cool now? Or no, he'll no. be gone. No, I don't, th- I don't think he'll be gone, but I think he'll get over it. He'll be gone. Because we have him for five years, so there's no he has no leverage, so we're not going to trade him. And then, No, that's true. And I think at the end of the day, they'll sit him down and be like, Cousins is most likely gone. So you yes. don't have to put up with this your whole career. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. This, so. Well, and I, I did. I got a call from Mike Zimmer, and he said, you know, how do you handle Tevin? And I said, well, <laughs> you know. Me and Diggs, well, we're, we're the same. A little temper tantrum. <laughs> temper tantrum from no, Tevin. I have, a, I have a press conference on even, Tuesdays about this show. And I can't imagine you having a temper tantrum. That would be kind of cool to see, actually. No, I no, I was never like a diva nah. player, I guess. You were never diva-like? No, no. I could I could say that's probably not. Now, Philip, there's your oh, diva I was right say, there. Yeah, Philip, I could see him being a I diva. mean, he's diva number one, if you ask me. Invented. But, you know. No, I, I just, uh, I think Stefan Diggs does a nice job. The one problem that he has is his yards after catch are not very good. Mm-hmm. Well, he's he's got, like, triple coverage on him all the he time. He does, yeah, yeah, he does. You know, and he's, you know, he's one of those guys, if he's wide open, gets the ball, he's gone. Oh, but yeah, if he's, he's on fast. triple coverage, yeah, it's, true. you know, I'm, I'm shocked that the Minneapolis Miracle happened because he had somewhat he yeah. had heavy coverage on yeah. him, but it happened. He got away, but that was a great um, play. maybe he just needs to be more open. <laughs> to it was get a great play. So, what did he say again? He said something like, "Well, there's truth in there. To every, there's some oh, truth yeah, to everything." Or, like, oh, do you want to be traded? <clears throat> do you want to be traded? And he said, "No." 
he didn't request a trade, and then they go like, well, there's these rumors going on. Do you like, so you say that rumors aren't true, and he's like, ah, there's probably truth to all rumors yeah. or something. Like that. <laughs> That's right. And it's like, or it's even Josina it Anderson. <laughs> this week, asked him after the game, if, like, if he wanted to stay in Minnesota, and he's like, yeah, I want to stay in Minnesota. Then shot her a wink afterwards, and it's like, yeah, you're oh. on camera. Like, we can yeah. see. We can, <laughs> we can see you we winking can there, oh, Stefan. <laughs> Where did he grow up? Uh, I don't know. He went to college at Maryland, but I don't know if he's yeah, from he that Maryland, area. Yeah. I would assume so because he wasn't a very highly recruited guy coming out of high school, I believe. No, he wasn't, actually. That's hmm. true. It's a hell of a talent now. I, that's the thing, man. They got some wide receivers. Uh, I've always been a, a fan of Rudolph, but he's getting older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt about that. Running back situation is fantastic. Oh, Delvin Cook is phenomenal. I, honestly, I think he coming out of the gate and playing for the Vikings, I know he was. he's been injured. But I think he's a better running back than Adrian Peterson. At this point, he is. I mean, look how many problems we had with Adrian Peterson fumbling the ball. He could not yeah, hold on to the ball. He's definitely more well-rounded, I think, as far as, like, he catching could, the ball, blocking, yeah. and all of that, whereas Adrian yeah. Peterson struggled. But Well, it's like he knows how to get out of a tackle and, like, find a route. I mean, it's amazing how he can just – all of a sudden, you, you see a bunch of guys, and all of a sudden, Delvin just shoots off. <laughs> it's like, oh, how did yeah. he get out of that? But he does I know. He gets out of stuff. It's amazing. I know. It's he like, does get out he's of that. Like he's made of butter. Nobody can hang on to him. Butter. Butter. <laughs> well, the guy, the guy that continues to impress to me every week is is Thielen. I mean, it, oh god, it's yeah, just yeah. The amazing catches that guy's made. That yeah, guy makes. True. Mm-hmm. Now they are only, I would say, a quarterback and an offensive line away from being any good. <laughs> I mean, the same thing we've been for like the last ten years. Like, yeah, forever. we do need a new quarterback. Cousins yeah, is not terrible. consistent, and he can't. Think fast on his feet. Well, he's got a massive ego based on nothing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, why do you have a huge ego? You have never done a thing. I know. I don't know. That's kind of how it is, though. Like, people I've worked with that had huge egos, like, you don't do anything. Mm-hmm. What do you have an ego over? All right, Timmy, once again, you delivered in diamonds. I was going to say spades, but I decided against it. But anyway. We will talk about Gemini Man on Thursday. All right, I'll get it. Oh, I can close with a Will Will Smith story if you want. Yeah, yeah. That's friend it. of mine, friend of mine's hanging out. Uh, he, I think he did a TV, or maybe played a part in one of Will Smith's movies or whatever. And Will Smith said, "Hey, hey, you know, uh, tomorrow we're going to Vegas. You want to go to Vegas with us?" He goes, "Yeah, man, I'd love to go to Vegas with you guys." He goes, "Okay, well, well, meet me at the Van Nuys Airport." And he goes, "The Van Nuys Airport isn't where all the private jets fly out of." And he goes. You know, I am Will Smith, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Most often I'd go, what an arrogant dick that guy is. But I think he's just being funny about it. All right, oh, yeah. I, I, I always have liked him. I mean, he yep. just has made a lot of bad choices with, with, with the roles. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, he was not the lead in Aladdin, but it just showed again how talented the guy is. You're right. I, th- I thought he was great in Aladdin. So. I, I'm hoping for the best with this movie. It just doesn't seem to me to be that original of an idea. So, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll find out and I'll tell you for sure on Thursday. All right, homie. Thanks a lot. All right. We'll talk to you Thursday. Have a great week, everybody. You too, yep. Tim. See you, Tim. Thanks. See ya. Tim Lammers. We'll be back.